Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Two Guys and a Mic. I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. And, and today we have uh, um, Elder Bob Corshane from the Apostolic Pentecostal Church in uh, uh, Howard, Wisconsin, Meadowbrook Church. Uh, we're inviting him back. Uh, how are you doing, Elder Bob? Doing good. Thanks for having me back. This is our second edition. Our second edition. <laughs> So, no. <clears throat> yeah. part three. Yes, there you go. Um, well, Elder Bob, you you uh, wanted to be back on the show because uh, last time you were on our show, you said that there was a lot of things that you wanted to talk about that you wanted to say. So uh, we're going to let you have the floor. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, last time, like Jason said, became more of an intervention for him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. I I don't mind being in the, I don't mind being in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, I mean no problem. It was good. It was good. But really though, I wanted to you know let people understand more you know of, of uh, the apostolic doctrine. Mm -hmm. You know the Pentecostal doctrine and things like that. Um, I know one thing was I testified. You know how. The Pentecostal experience is the exact same experience that they had on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Well, that experience came about because that was the plan of God. And when Peter delivered the keys to the kingdom of heaven that day, you know, the, the crowd asked, what shall we do? Peter deli delivered the keys to the kingdom of heaven that day. They were repentance. They were water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And they were the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And we didn't really get to um, dive into that as deep as I wanted to. Okay. okay. Um, I'm at Acts chapter 2 right now. Uh, are you talking about Peter's sermon? Peter's sermon, correct. But the, in Acts chapter 2 was the day of Pentecost. And on that day was the first time that the Holy Spirit was poured out. Okay. Now, and that was actually. Why don't you explain to our listeners what uh, Pentecost actually is? Well, the word Pentecost means 50. Um, so there were different feasts and celebrations and such in the Bible. But it happened to be on that day when they were celebrating Pentecost that people from all, all over, all other nations come to Jerusalem to celebrate, and that's the day that God chose to pour out the Holy Spirit. Now, what happened was the Holy Ghost fell upon about 120 people, and the Bible says they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Now, like we did say last week, tongues are simply languages, right? So they were speaking in languages that they had never learned before, Okay. And we did cover some of that, but I wanted to talk about the actual evidence of being baptized in the Holy Ghost, because when I'm out there, I run into a lot of people, and there's a lot of confusion about that. You know, right. like, how do I know I was baptized in the Holy Spirit? <laughs> and the way I know is the exact same way that they knew in the Bible. And when you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will speak a language supernaturally 
that you had never learned before. But but that's and not the that only is, sign. That's not the only sign because I was prayed over for uh, the Holy Spirit, um, and I did not get tongues. I got discernment. I tried. Uh, you got discernment. Yeah, I I tried to speak in tongues, but it wasn't happening. And one time, in a really low point in my life, I actually uh, I was murmuring in tongues, and I I didn't expect that to happen. But I mean. A lot of people can speak in tongues, you know, almost at the drop of a hat. I can't do that. Well, that's not even what I'm talking about. You, you don't try to speak in tongues. Um, that happens supernaturally by the power of God. Okay. So, so you would be speaking, you know, in your own language, but when you're filled with the Holy Spirit that language would change supernaturally. In other words, it's a supernatural experience. In John chapter 3, when Jesus Christ said, you must be born again of water and of the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's what he was speaking of. And in verse 8, he said, the wind blows where it will, but you can't see where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going, but you can hear the sound thereof such as everyone that is born of the Spirit. Right, right. You know, so here's here's what I'm saying. Um, I can be riding down the road, right, listening to a Christian station, and a guy will be on the radio. He might even preach a decent message. And at the end of that message, he'll say, my friend, you must be born again. Okay, right. well, that's correct. You must be born again. But then he'll say, he'll say, this is how to be born again. And he'll say, say this prayer with me. Okay? Okay. Well, in the Bible, and that's, this is where I'm coming from, the Bible and only the Bible. Okay? It cannot come from outside of the Scripture. So, in the Bible, the, the guy called Nicodemus, he actually asked Jesus Christ, how can a man be born again? Right? Correct. Now... Jesus' Jesus's answer was not, say this prayer. Jesus' answer was water and spirit. So that was not the first time that water and spirit is mentioned in the Bible, and it's not the last time. You don't have to come up with some formula to create a water and spirit birth. Um, John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not even able to loosen. He, we know that's Jesus Christ, shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, that was before Jesus talked to Nicodemus about being born again of water and spirit. Then later on, before the day of Pentecost, before Jesus ascended, he told them, he said, John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So water and spirit baptism is all throughout the scripture. Now, when you read the book of Acts, you will see that the book of Acts is full of people being baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ and being filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They're being born again of water and spirit. 
Right. Um, let me ask you, uh, uh, first of all, I want to give a big shout out to the unreluctant. Good, uh, good guy. He says to Jason and I, hey, good evening, uh, you filthy atheist and fellow Christian. As everyone knows, Jason's an atheist. Good guy. Um, now, uh, let me ask you something really quick. Uh, as an ex-Jehovah's Witness, we were taught that the, uh, the Holy Spirit is no longer showing up in, in people that only those like the governing body has, has the Holy Spirit in them. Um, I think we talked about this once before. Do you have uh, a scripture that you can bring out proving that they're wrong? Well, the unreluctant brought that up before. Right. And, and I think <clears throat> we went to the scripture <clears throat> where it says, Tongues and knowledge and everything else is going to cease. But then if you read on, it says when we're face-to-face with Jesus Christ, that's when they will cease. Now, proving that the Jehovah's Witnesses are wrong, that's not really why I'm on here. Right, right. I'm on here, really. I'm really on here just to prove that the Scripture is right. And if you believe, you will receive. Exactly. That's how you will know. You will believe the words, and you will receive the words, and it will happen to you just like millions and millions of other people. Right. Um, the Unreluctant says, uh, I appreciate that, Pastor Bob. The Jehovah's Witness baptism is so heretical. They get baptized to the Spirit-directed organization of Jehovah's Witnesses. Totally heretical. Amen, brother. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> like I said, I don't spend a lot of time um, studying other belief systems and all of that stuff. I, I'd rather spend my time studying the Bible because that is really where it's at, and that's where the truth is at. Another thing I'll say is I'm not I'm not here to take away from anybody's um, you know spiritual experience, but if you've got some truth, you've got some light. But if somebody has, you know, more truth to share, and there's more, then you want to bring that light to what the light that they already have and, and you know, brighten it up more. You, you don't want to go snuffing out people's light. Well, you know, Elder Bob, uh, not everybody can be right. Either somebody's right or somebody's wrong. Um, you, you got that. Hey. Jason, yes. you're 100%. <laughs> that was Jason. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. Jason, you are you are 100% correct. Don't now. tell him that. <laughs> the <laughs> headphones won't fit on his head. <laughs> well, what, well what, what, the truth is, yeah. the truth is that he is 100% accurate. Here's I'm gonna, I'll probably be going back to this point more than once because this is where it's at. We talked about this before in Romans chapter 3 and verse 4. Let God be true, but every man a liar. That's every single man. So you need to go to the scripture. And what, what I was referring to was the idea that you do not have to come up with something. The scripture itself states it. In my example was water and spirit. If you want to know what water and spirit is, just look for water and spirit throughout the scripture. It's all over the place. I don't have to say 
The way to get born again of water and spirit is to say this prayer. The prayer is not in there. And that's what I'm talking about. Well, like I had said before, the scriptures were written by fallible men. So how do we know that they're right? They could be wrong. Am I correct on that? You're talking, you're talking about the people, the writers of the Bible? Correct. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't mean to offend you, but I don't want to spend all this time trying to prove whether or not they were inspired by the Holy Ghost or not. Right. No offense um, taken. No offense taken. It's just a, just a question. Okay. So here, here's how I thought. Here's how I found this out. Okay. Now, the other thing I said last time, last time, Jason. Yeah. I said, honestly, if you really want to know, read the Bible, you know. Yeah. Instead of all these other, instead of all these other books about the Bible, we know for sure that they weren't moved upon by the Holy Ghost, right? <laughs> right. So, so to your example, why would I want to spend my time reading this guy's book or that guy's book? But I'm telling you that if you read the Bible, the Bible is alive and, and active. The Bible will show you things that you never knew, and the Bible will actually reveal yourself to you, believe it or not. It is, it's like looking in a mirror. Okay. And, and when I, and this is what it comes down to, <laughs> this is how you know. The Bible says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, okay. thereby deceiving your own selves. So how, how did Bob, how does Bob know it's true? Okay, I'll tell you this. I believed, right? Mm -hmm. But when I did what it said, what it said it did, in other words, I repented of my sins. I turned away from sin, turned toward God. I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins, just like the scripture says. And I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No person, no human being can baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Any, any person, a human being can dunk you in, underwater, right? Right. But only Jesus, Christ can, only Jesus Christ can baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Then the night I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's when I knew. Before before that, I I was walking, I was doing it by faith, and now I do know because of that. Jesus Christ said, "You will know the truth, and the truth will, will set, set you, you free." free. Yep. Now, now here's the other part. You know, um, creation versus evolution. I mean, you're, you said you're an atheist, but are you an evolutionist? No, I'm not. Okay, because it takes more faith to believe that than it does to believe that God created the world. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure how this world was created, so I'm not going to speculate. Um, okay. I haven't, I, haven't seen anyway, it, I haven't seen any proof in one way or the other, so it, right now it just doesn't matter to me as far as how everything was created. Okay, so for me, um, I believed, you know, that God created the world and such. Mm -hmm. And I believed the story that how he destroyed the world, that there was a flood and all of that stuff. Okay. Okay. But I believed it. You know, I wouldn't have argued with people or anything like that. 
Well, the night I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I, I know that that's all true now. It's it's just a whole different thing when you when you see the Holy Spirit, you will know the truth, and it's it's so, and that's how you're set free. I mean, there is no wondering about this and wondering about that. You know, I know I know that His Word is true, and I can trust it, and it's awesome. So let me awesome. let me ask you something, Bob. Um, these are for people who are listening and those who are going to be uh, listening. Uh, in the future, um, what feelings did you have when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit? What, just, just kind of describe that. Well, I'll just say it like this. I mean, I've heard other people say different things, but that's really, I can tell, I'll just describe it like this. I thought I knew what love was. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is shed abroad in our hearts, right? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that's given to us. Right. I had no clue what love was until that happened to me. I mean, it, it was just incredible, an incredible revelation. Um, if you're talking about warm and fuzzies, I, I wasn't really focused on that. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I, I will say this. I was a stickler then, and I'm a stickler today, that it has to be the way it is. Because when I did get baptized in Jesus Christ's name, now that's not a ritual. That's a serious thing that you're doing, right? Okay. It's not just something, oh, I'm just going to do this ritual. You have to decide before you get baptized that you're, that, that you're deciding that you want to live for God, you want to turn away from your sin. That's called repentance, okay? So didn't necessarily do it the first time I heard it, right? I had to contemplate, am I really going to do this? It's not to be taken lightly. Anyway, when I did get baptized, and at the time we lived in Milwaukee and we were going to a church in Oak Creek, where there'd be like a half a dozen people a week being baptized. So I went down into the baptismal. I was baptized. I came up out of the water. And at that time, I felt super, um, how to say it, uh, elated, I guess. And I stood there, and I actually was standing there and, and laughing. You know what I mean? Correct. And I stood there for a while, and people were waiting in line. I got out of that. I got out of there. We went to lunch, and a friend of mine said, Bob, Bob, that's awesome. You got baptized and got the Holy Ghost right in the tank, right? Right. Well, I've seen people who have done that. Um, but I, I, I said, I told him, what do you mean? Yeah, you got the Holy Ghost. I said, no, the Bible says I would speak in tongues. And I said, when I speak in tongues, then I'll know I got the Holy Ghost. The Bible didn't say they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and laughed. You see what I mean? Right. So two, two weeks later was when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And how it was, it was a night service, evening service. And somebody asked me, have you ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I said, no. He said, do you want to? I said, yes, because, you know. The truth is, I didn't know how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And um, I said, so what do I do? 
said, well, you can stand up, you can kneel down, you can do whatever you want. Well, growing up Catholic, you know, we were always kneeling down all the time. So I said, well, I'll kneel down. So I knelt down. Um, they were praying with me, just like in the Bible. The Bible says, you know, the, the apostles would lay their hands on them. They would receive the Holy Spirit. It didn't take me but two or three minutes, and my mouth started started um, sputtering. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In other words, I was already, I was praising God in English. I was telling him that I loved him, and, and I was thanking him for what he did. Um, and so on and so forth. And then they told me that hallelujah is the highest praise you can give to God. I did not know that. I wanted to give him the highest praise. That's actually the only word that's the same word in every language around the world. That's incredible. Well, hallelujah. So <laughs> so anyway, I was telling him I, I loved him, I was thanking him, and I was giving him the highest praise. And as I was doing that in English, my mouth started like I said, sputtering to say something else. And I thought, wow. I thought, wow. But then I, here's the deal. Forget that. Because you're not seeking to speak in tongues. You're seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay? When you receive that, you will speak in tongues. And what, you really, what you're really after is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I just kept on telling God that, and pretty soon I was speaking fluently in another language. Now, that, that's not all to be cool and, you know, and that sort of thing. That's just that there's the evidence in the Bible that we can experience the same evidence. Where, where in the Bible do you know that uh, we could find that evidence? Just for our listeners. Well, it's actually throughout the Bible, but on the day of Pentecost, okay, in Acts chapter 2, right. in verse 4, it said, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues. And here's the key. As the Spirit gave them the words or the utterance. The utterance. That's the key. Right. Now, the reason I say that is because there there are people, there's all kinds of uh, nutty stuff out there. Okay. There are people that actually think they can teach you to speak in tongues. <laughs> you know. Right. Well, no, there are. Right. I mean, I am, I'm, the, I'm telling you the truth. And so... You will speak in tongues supernaturally as the Spirit of God gives you utterance. What are you saying when, when you're speaking in tongues? Well, in the Scripture, it said they were magnifying God. They were speaking the wonderful works of God. Now, as, as you move along, though, in Acts chapter 10, um, the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on a house full of people. Mm-hmm. And it said, on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. In Acts chapter 19, the apostle Paul had run into a dozen guys, and he asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Now, he wouldn't have asked that question if you automatically receive the Holy Ghost when you believe, right? Right. So they had said to him, we never even heard, we, we never even heard of the Holy Ghost. They were believers, right? Okay. And he said, how, he said, how were you baptized? He said, we were baptized unto John's baptism. So Paul said, well, John preached, you know, to believe on him who would come after him. That's Jesus Christ. Those 12 guys were rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then it says Paul laid his hands on them, 
and they received the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. Right. Now, there again, some people think that when you're baptized, you automatically receive the Holy Spirit. But that's one case, and there's other cases in the Bible where it says they received the word, they were baptized, but they didn't receive the Holy Spirit yet. So the apostles would go there and pray with them, and they they received the Holy Spirit. Now, let me ask you something, uh, Pastor. Um, elder. Or Elder, I'm sorry. Um, if you're uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit, does that mean everybody's going to speak in tongues that's baptized with the Holy Spirit? And is that the only sign, is the speaking in tongues? Okay, that's the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, other evidence of receiving the Holy Spirit is is actually righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, right? Temperance, which is self-control. You know, you, you receive a lot more than just the evidence of speaking in tongues when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What I'm saying, though, is every person who seeks the Holy Ghost who believes, will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You, you, you have to be a believer, obviously. <laughs> and the Bible says you, you have to be repentive. And you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you will speak a language that you never learned. Is, you, don't have to go, you don't have to go to a church building. You, you can do that right in your living room. You could do that in your studio. And, and God will fill an honest heart with his spirit. Now... Here's another thing about that. The Bible says that the tongue is the most unruly member of the body. If God has your tongue, he has the rest of you. Right. But what, what I'm asking you, uh, Elder, is um, if you do not speak in tongues, but you end up getting other gifts, are you saying that... Uh, the person did not get baptized in the Holy Spirit? Because well, now, there are other gifts besides the speaking okay. in tongues. All right. I, I tried to uh, clarify that last time. There is a difference between the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gift of tongues. If you might remember, I said when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I spoke a language I never learned. About six months later, I was used in the gift of tongues, which is an utterance brought forth in the congregation to be interpreted by somebody else with the gift of interpretation. Ah, so yes. Those are actually two different things. Correct. And, and there is a lot of confusion. There is a lot of confusion out there about that as well. Right. Hey, I want to break in real quick. Uh, um, right now we're talking with Elder Bob Corshane of Meadowbrook Church in Howard, Wisconsin. Um, we just want to remind everyone that next week is uh, Mother's Day on Sunday, and we will not be having a show. But we have a show coming up May 20th. Um, we're going to be talking with Pastor Sue Schneider from Trinity Lutheran Church in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, then our following show will be June 10th. It'll be our last show of this season. We won't be coming back on the air until September. And that show is June 10th. It's going to be called The Power of Prayer. We're going to have a bunch of our uh, previous guests on the show, and we're going to talk about The Power of Prayer. 
But right now we're talking to an apostolic Pentecostal uh, elder, Bob Corshane. And, and, and if you can believe it or not, uh, Elder Bob, but uh, I came up with the idea of the power of prayer. Yeah, can you believe that? Awesome. <laughs> I, can, I can believe that. <laughs> I really can. Now, do, do you have to be baptized in order to be saved? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Please understand. Okay, are you talking about Holy Spirit or water or water baptism? Born again. Born again. Well, yeah, and and that's what I was getting at as far as when Jesus Christ said you must be born again of water and of the Spirit. Okay. Right. If you look at the Scripture, if you study the Scripture, they were baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins, and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's there. It's, it's right there in front of us. No, nobody in Scripture ever stopped and said, quote-unquote, what's out there, what's called the sinner's prayer in the Scripture. So right. look for the water and look for the Spirit, and you will find it everywhere. It's everywhere in Scripture. Hmm. Um, okay. I got a question for you, uh, Elder Bob, from the Unreluctant. Um, All right, Unreluctant. Good to hear from you. He says, let me, so let me get this straight. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is being able to speak in tongues. So I can't be saved unless I speak in tongues? Well, it's put it this way. The Unreluctant right now could go into, if he's a, you know, a true repentant believer, could seek the Holy Spirit and receive it. So don't get hung up on the tongues. The tongues come with the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like somebody once said, if I go to buy a pair of um, tennis shoes, let's say, right? Okay. I don't go into the, I don't go into the shoe store and say, I'd like a pair of size 10 tongues, please. Okay. <laughs> the tongues, the tongues come with the tennis shoes. What what you're after is is not tongues. You are after you are seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when you receive it, even in the United Kingdom, that's where unreluctance from, right? Correct. Right. God is everywhere. You can receive it unreluctant. Believe it. You will receive it. Don't be afraid. It's yours to have. I look forward to to hearing about it in the future that you had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now you it's there for you, right? But you don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit as far as having tongues in order to be saved. If you're uh, um, born again and you get a water baptism, I mean, uh, you can be saved, correct? Well, my question is to you: How did you get saved if you weren't? Um, baptized in the spirit and baptized in water well i mean if you're baptized in water yes but what i'm saying is uh like when we go to church not everybody has the gift of tongues does that mean they're not saved okay, you, you know what i mean back to okay the gift of tongues and the evidence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit are not the same thing. Okay. All right. 
We understand that, right? Yep. So when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will speak in tongues just like they did, though, Dan. This is the whole point. This is, this is all in the Scripture. God is no respecter of persons. If you seek the Holy Spirit, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. You will speak in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Any sincere heart who's repented, meaning desires to live for God and turn away from their sin, God will fill with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, we're 32 minutes into this. Um, what we want to do right now is we're going to uh, open up the phone lines, and if somebody has a question for Elder Bob, our phone number is 720-835-5330. Our PIN number is 05800. That's 720-835-5330. The PIN number 05800. And what we're going to do is we're going to ask you just your first name. That's all we want. And after uh, Elder Bob answers your question, we're going to hang, hang up the phone so that way we give somebody else an opportunity to call. So if anybody has a question for Elder Bob, now's the time to call. Okay, we, we got one from the unreluctant. I, I, I think he's uh, kind of confused. I don't know. I'm a little bit confused on the. But he says, he says, I want a straight answer. Okay, so I guess it's either a yes or no answer. If I don't speak in tongues, am I saved or not? Well, how would I know? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I was getting. I don't know what this guy's. I was, I was kind of well, getting confused. Guy, well, what I'm saying is, I'm I'm not going to declare you saved or unsaved. I'm telling you that Jesus Christ said you must be born of the Spirit, and the people that were born of the Spirit in the Bible spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them the words. When I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I spoke in tongues as, as the Spirit gave me the words. Every person I know that has received the baptism of the Holy Spirit spoke in tongues. It's not, it's not as hard and as difficult as people who are resisting this make it sound. So, yes or no answer. Except a man be born again of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That's Jesus Christ's answer in John chapter 3. Right. Okay. That's pretty straight, straightforward there. Yep. <laughs> Just receive, receive the Holy Ghost. I mean, Stephen, he, he told the people, he, he said, why do you resist the Holy Ghost? Don't resist it. Receive it. It's yours to have, just like it's mine to have. God is no respecter of persons. Receive it. You can receive it in the United Kingdom. You can receive it in Kenya. People all over the world are receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Correct. But, uh, you know, what I've, I've kind of got out of, uh, you know, um, non-denominational Christianity was uh, you get baptized in water to be born again because that's what Jesus requires of us. Um, I'm not, I don't want to say if you want to go to another level, then you ask to be, uh, you pray to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's almost like another le level. Together. Because I, it's really not. Because um, the two go together all throughout the Bible. Starting, like I said, with John the Baptist, he said, I baptize you with water, 
He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit are the same. They're interchangeable in the Bible. Correct. Right? Right. Now, when you look at the scriptures, the book of Acts, as we discussed last time, is the actions of the apostles who were instructed by Jesus Christ before they watched them ascend into the clouds and disappear. So those are the actions that, that they took after Jesus Christ gave them, you know, all the instructions before he left. So that's what they did. Now, they had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit till 10 days later, after Jesus ascended. Hmm. So do you so, feel... I mean, it's not... Do you... It's not something to, like, you know, get defensive about. It's something to receive. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. I I can see, you know, where speaking in tongues is a sign of the Holy Spirit, you know, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. But would you say that in order to, uh, a prerequisite of salvation is to be able to speak in tongues? A prerequisite of salvation is being born of the Spirit. And in the Bible, that was the evidence when they were, um, when they did receive the Holy Spirit. But just receive it. Right. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, this is what I tell people. People could receive the Holy Spirit quicker than it takes to discuss it, actually. If you are a sincere heart and you are repented, God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He desires to. Then, as Dan said, you want to be baptized in water as well, because you must be born again of water and of the Spirit. <laughs> anyone, anyone with a sincere heart can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they will speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives them the utterance. Okay. All right. Um, another question we got on our chat line is, uh, th this is pretty much, this person wants a yes or no answer, I guess. Am I saved without speaking in tongues? Yeah, he's already, he's already answered. Yeah. That it's, that's showing, a, a you're getting the gift of tongues, which is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. But not right. everybody gets the gift is what he's no, trying wait, to say. Wait, right. Wait. right, not everybody gets that it's gift. Not. No, no, no. What I'm saying is you're mixing up the initial evidence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and what's called the gift of tongues. Now, they all spoke with tongues when they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So... Everybody that I know that ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit spoke in tongues and still do. I mean, when we're face to face, face with Jesus Christ, there won't be any more speaking in tongues. But, I mean, today I spoke in tongues. I, I pray in the Spirit and I pray with my mind also, as Paul said. Um, what I'm saying is the gift of tongues in the Bible, when it's talking about the spiritual gifts like knowledge, interpretation, speaking with tongues, you know, all those kinds of things. Right. That's a gift. That's that's not what I'm talking about as far as um, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's something that God um, moves through people, okay? So the gift of tongues is this. 
not in my prayer closet, with a, a group of believers, right? Okay. God will move through somebody. They will give forth an utterance in tongues, and somebody else in that group who has the gift of interpretation will interpret that. Now, the purpose of that, the Bible says, is for the edification of the body. Okay? Okay. Um, the tongues I pray at home or driving down the road or whatever, that those tongues are to edify myself. So it's a message from God through tongues and interpretation. That's the gift of tongues. Okay? Now, in Acts chapter 2, um, the very first time, you know, that, that it mentions when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, it says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Um, it doesn't say they were all filled with the gift of tongues. Right. You so know, so whoever, you know, whoever had the gift of tongues spoke in tongues. Whoever didn't, didn't. Correct? No, in, in a body of believers, the gift of tongues is to be interpreted by someone with the gift of interpretation. Okay. Everybody listening right now to this radio show, if you get sincere with God and not, like I said, not um, offended by, by this word, right? Mm-hmm. But receive the word like they did, like they did in the Bible. You, God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When he does, you will speak a language you never learned, and then you will know that you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. i tell you, Elder, I had a really, really hard time trying to learn Spanish. I can't see. <laughs> exactly. I, I, fl- I flunked every, every time. <laughs> Well, uh, let, let's get every give everyone. Well, here's a, the other thing. Yes. Here's, here's the other thing. Don't don't accept any substitutes. Don't let tell some, don't let somebody else tell you that um, this is how you do it. You know, this is how you speak with tongues. Right. Because that's somebody that that's without understanding. It, it's supernatural, and it doesn't make one person better than the other. It just means that they believed and they received, and and now they have the evidence of it. Oh like they did in, in the book of Acts. Okay. Gotcha. Let's, uh, uh, once again, we'll bring up the phone line, 720-835-5330. Use the PIN number 05800 if you have a question for Elder Bob Corshane of Meadowbrook Church in Howard, Wisconsin. 720-835-5330, PIN number 05800. Or you could just put it in the comments section. That's fine. You can do that too. So, so uh, uh, Elder Bob, um, have you had any uh, experiences, some overwhelming uh, experiences you'd like to talk about? Overwhelming experiences? Yeah, yeah uh, dealing with uh, God working in your life. Okay, I will tell you that I have seen healings and miracles and things like that. But the greatest miracle that you can receive is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And there's so much that comes with that. 
the Bible says that you need the Holy Spirit for the resurrection power, right? Correct. The Holy Spirit leads you, and the Holy Spirit leads you and guides you into all truth. I mean, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. The Holy Spirit is so much more than I could even explain on this um, on this show today. Oh, and sure. It's kind of ironic to me because because before I got into the Bible, all the Holy Spirit was was the last two words of a canned prayer. So basically, everybody everybody who doesn't go to church is not baptized. Uh, who does good works, and when they die, they're going to go straight to hell. It, it really well, does. He, it really doesn't matter. Last time, right, right. Um, here's the problem with that, though, with how you're saying it. It's 100% unnecessary to not do what Jesus Christ said to do. You know, Jesus Christ, we're actually choosing that road if we go that road. We have the option of following Jesus Christ or not following Jesus Christ. Now, the good person thing we talked about, the guy in Acts chapter 10, you would never find a better quote-unquote person than him. Jason, his name was Cornelius. Right, right. Gave his money to the poor, prayed all the time. Um, taught his God, taught his family about God, and he did all that. Well, God took notice of that, though, okay? Right. And be because of that, because of that, God sent an angel to him to send for Peter, and he said, Peter will tell you what you ought to do. At the end of Acts chapter 10, guess what happened? They received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues, and Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I think what's kind of hard for me to understand, Elder Bob, is the fact that God needs a mediator. He needs somebody to speak for him. I don't understand why he just can't come to you and say, look, this is what needs to happen. This is what you need to do. He's got to have somebody else say, well, God told me that you need to. You know what I mean? Why can't he just do it himself? Don't get mad at me, Jason. Oh, I'm not getting mad. I'm not getting mad. I'm just, I'm just asking. It just, no, does, I know. just to make any sense how God can be all powerful, all wise, could do anything, but yet he has to have somebody speak for him. You know what I mean? It just it, it, everything but that. Well, when he before he ascended, he he did give us the instructions that we are his hands, his feet, and we are his mouth. I mean, you know. Well, you're saying as you want God to appear to you in the burning bush. Don't you think that would change everybody's mind, atheists, uh, anybody else that didn't believe, that would change them immediately? If they saw that, I mean, it would be perfect. Yeah, well, probably not, Jason, because Jesus Christ said, you know, in a story about a guy who said, go tell my family, you know, they don't want to go to hell. Jesus Christ said, even if someone was raised from the dead right in front of them. Oh, yeah. They still probably wouldn't. Lazarus and the rich man. Um, yes. Well, the, the way, I, yes, way I think about it is I know that uh, Jesus had said, um, you know, that people have to have faith. And uh, without faith, you're pretty much not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, so, so God is kind exactly. of. Exactly. God is kind of using that to weed out the the bad you know if you don't have the faith 
Well, it's what, what I'm saying is don't get offended at God. Right. Just believe him and receive. It, it's it's not as complicated as people make it. Right. But Jason. Yes. When it, if and when you ever receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you will know that God is the one that filled you with his spirit and that God is the one giving you the words. I guarantee it. Okay. Um, I'll so, let you know what happens. Then you'll, then you, exactly. Um, that's how I know Jason. Uh-huh. Jason. Yes. To me, to me, that is just as incredible as the burning bush. It also made me realize the Bible says that at one time there was one language upon the whole earth. They tried to build a tower to heaven. God confounded their languages. That's why we have all these languages today. When I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and started speaking a different language, that absolutely told me that that story is true. Well, all, all the supernatural. Well, it all depends on your interpretation. Uh, from what I've read about the Tower of Babel, uh, they didn't. They wanted to basically unite. They wanted to be a uh, what's this? A community. They wanted to be together, but God didn't want that, so He spread them out. Now, as far as the languages, I don't. Well, I don't building, know if that's. They were building a tower, Jason. They, they were going to make their own way to heaven. Right, but they were, they were showing. To build a tower. But they were showing what you could accomplish with teamwork with working together to accomplish something, and it just didn't seem like that was in God's agenda. Well, the people are trying to glorify themselves instead of glorifying God. They're trying to make their own way to heaven. Yeah. Right. Um, that's not going to work. All the teamwork in the world will not make your own way to heaven. Right. Hey, uh, Pastor, or Elder Bob, I keep calling you Pastor. Um, <laughs> this is something I need you to clarify for me because I do not know the answer to this. If you read in Acts chapter 10, if you start in verse 44, it says, While Peter uh, spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Um, and, Amen. And uh, the, those which believed were astonished, and many came with Peter because uh, that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now it says here um, in uh, verse 47, uh, he asked, Peter uh, answered and said, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? So what I uh, get from it was Peter was uh, telling the people, Do you see all these uh, people were just given the gift of the Holy Ghost and they were speaking in tongues? Um but yet they weren't baptized. Is that uh, in water? Is that what I'm getting from it? Because it says you in... hit it right on the head. Okay, all right. Um, Jesus said you must be born again of water and of the Spirit. Right. Here's an incident. Here's an incident where they were born of the Spirit, but not but water. Peter knew they had to be born. They had to be born of water also. So he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Correct. And that's another thing. I mean that I wanted to get to is every person in the Bible was baptized, which means submersed, by the way, right. in the name of Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells why it's for the remission of sins. It's not to go in front of a crowd and publicly profess that you're a Christian. 
It's actually because you need your sins washed away. Right. So, no. so a sprinkle's not going to work. You got to be fully submerged. Well, Jason, we'll have to dunk. You got it. We got to dunk Jason for about five minutes, so that way he gets rid of all. No, the what sins. they're going to have to do is they're going to have to dunk me and then hold me under the water for five minutes. I think that's what they're going to yeah, have to that's do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think a little longer. Yeah. Well, we got roughly eight minutes left in the show. Uh, once again, if you want to call in, ask Elder Baba. Question seven two zero eight three five five three three zero pin number zero five eight hundred. We've got roughly eight minutes left. Hey, um, Dan. Yeah. Since since you're looking at Acts chapter ten, this this is kind of my my point about there's water and spirit throughout the whole Bible. You don't have to like make something up how to be born again of water and spirit. Um, why don't you just glance right over to chapter eleven and verse sixteen. Okay, I'll read it to you. I've got the King James version, so we're using we're, we're, we're using that e sword, so we're get, we can get it real quick. Yeah, it says then remember. Beautiful. It says in verse sixteen of Acts chapter eleven. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that He said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. That's what it is. It's water and spirit baptism. When Jesus was talking about being born again of the water and the spirit, he was talking about water and spirit baptism. But doesn't it uh, um, also, when I read it, it says, John indeed baptized with water. So he baptized people with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. So there's actually two, right. and, two and, different and, baptisms there. Right, but they always go together in the Bible. Everyone that was baptized in water, got baptized in the Spirit. Either water before and Spirit after, or Spirit before and water after. And I've seen that time and time again, you know, right. in the last 23 and a half, 24 years. Um, my sister received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and then was baptized. Um, some people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right in the water. You know, it's... The whole thing is that you need both. And, and that's the theme. Jesus Christ talked about it. John the Baptist talked about it. The apostles went and baptized all these people, and they received the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jason had mentioned earlier about sprinkling. Um, the word for sprinkling is actually rantizo. The word for baptize is baptizo. Mm -hmm. So someone who was sprinkled was actually rantized and not baptized. But there are two things that you need to do before you can be baptized. And you have to decide for yourself. Nobody can decide for you. No, Your parents can't decide for you to be baptized. Okay, the two things are, scripturally, if you believe with all your heart, you may, and you must repent. So sprinkling a little baby, really, Jesus said, the traditions of man make the word of God of no effect. I mean, it didn't hurt the kid, but right. he really wasn't baptized either. It's more, more or less like a, like a ritual. So basically, basically in the cat, I, I was, so hey, I, I was uh, rantized when I was a baby. That's what they told me. Right. So like you said being uh, baptized in, like, let's say the Catholic Church, where you're a little, little tiny infant, and they baptize you, it just doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, well, they don't actually. Uh, well. 
look at uh, look at Jesus. He set the example. How old was he, uh, Elder Bob, when he was baptized? Thirty years old. Thirty years old. In other words, he was of a strong thinking man. A baby uh, just thinks when it's getting its next uh, bottle of milk. You know, they're they're not. Well, that... and Jesus actually, Jesus got baptized as an example to us. He was actually he didn't commit any sin, so he didn't get his sins washed away. He came and did that as an example to us. Um, that's when he started his ministry when he was thirty. Right. When he was in when he was an infant, Bible says they presented him to the Lord. That's what they did. They didn't sprinkle him either, you know. Right. Right. But scripturally two things. Believe with all your heart and repent. And then you can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of your sins. Now you can seek the Holy Spirit right now. People that are listening. Say, I want this Holy Spirit. Sincere heart. Believe with all your heart, and a repentant heart means turn away from sin, turn toward God. And Jesus Christ is more than willing and able to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he is the one who baptizes people with the Holy Spirit, by the way. Exactly. Now, um, you, you brought up a good point, though. Now, somebody who uh, believes in Jesus Christ as being their Lord and Savior, and they get a water baptism, and the baptism, Baptism into the uh, Holy Spirit being another baptism. So there's actually two there, correct? Correct. Now the way you're saying it, yep. Right. Now, what if somebody didn't want tongues or didn't want to have discernment um, as far as from God, maybe out of fear? Um, they still are saved, though, because they've given their life over to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, correct? Well, so I've heard of that happening. They still, have to be, they still have to be born of the Spirit, that, according to Jesus. Um, and all that is, Dan, is somebody misguided them. That person who did that, that's the repentance part of it. That's the repentance. So they repented. They were baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, but evidently no one taught them about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because if if that person is sincere, and it sounds like they are, then they will take that next step. Now, here's the other thing. Again, I'm, I just need to reiterate this. Okay. You are not seeking. The tongues are the evidence of it. What you're seeking is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus Christ is not a respecter of persons. He will baptize the person you're describing, if they're out there listening right now, it's mm -hmm. for you. Believe you will receive. It's for you. Jesus is waiting to, to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. Um, okay. I uh, Actually, uh, you know, a, a, a person who, well, let's take uh, Atheist Jason, for an example, <laughs> I'm going to pick on him right now. That's fine. Um, let's say More he intervention. Let, let, <laughs> yeah, let's say he decides for himself that he believes in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He gets baptized. He asks to be baptized in water, and he does. Is it God's decision who gets baptized in the Spirit? 
as far as having the Holy Spirit? Well, yeah, he's the one who baptizes you with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Spirit is a discerner of the heart, Dan. Okay. No man, no man can discern your heart. As a matter of fact, the Spirit of God knows me better than I know myself, and I'll say the same thing for every other human being. So at the end of the day, when he discerns your heart to be what I said, repentive, and, and, and you believe with all your heart, he wants to he wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So Okay and that's his desire. Okay, uh, what I want you to look up right now, because I want I want to know. This is this is uh myself wanting to know. I want you to look up Ephesians chapter four, verse five. Explain what that really means. Because I personally do not okay. know. Okay. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5. I think I know what you're talking about. By the way, the book of Ephesians, or the letter, whatever you want to call it, right. is, written, is written to people who are already saved, just so you know. Okay. All these epistles are, are written to people who are saved in the book of Acts. As a matter of fact, when I was talking about in Acts chapter 19, Paul, those, those people were from Ephesus. Okay? okay, so the church got started, and here's Paul writing a letter to the to, to those people. Well, if, if, so Ephesians four and verse five. Ephesians four and verse five. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So is, one body, one spirit. Is is that saying that when um, I'm asking you this question for myself, is that saying? That when I got water baptized, I actually got uh, baptized in the Spirit also? No, because when we look at those examples that I talked about, Paul, th those 12 guys he ran into, mm -hmm. the Bible says that they were rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ because he explained that to them. Okay, that doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that they were bad guys, right? Right. And that's what I mean about that's what I mean about don't get offended, just learn and receive it and then do it, and the same thing will happen to you. Anyway, even in that case, it said that Paul, then Paul baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They didn't receive the Holy Spirit yet, because then it says, then he laid his hands on them, and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they spoke with tongues. Right. Now, I... I I can show you all throughout Acts that there's other cases, you know, that were just like that one. Right. Um, you you got to understand uh, for for somebody who's uh, first coming into Christianity, um, I know I've heard this uh, plenty of times myself, where they they tell you if you want to be saved, you have to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and get water baptized. Now, um, it, my thinking is that my water baptism having a a clean heart and really wanting to devote my uh, life to Jesus Christ um my water baptism is the sign that I want to uh give my life over to Jesus Christ I okay that, that I didn't know that I I didn't know that you had to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues you know, because that was, I thought, 
with something you pray for and that's given as a gift if God feels your heart is worthy. And that's um, that's what I explained before, Dan. A lot of people think that. You're not alone in that. Right. But it's just it's just misinformation, basically. Um, but here's... See, and that's what I'm talking about. Somebody told you something, right? What we need to do is look in the scripture. Just like, just like I told you, I can be driving down the road. My friend, you must be born again. Amen. My friend, repeat this prayer. My friend, you've just been born again. That's not the scripture. The scripture is Jesus answered, except the man be born again of water and of the spirit right. to enter the kingdom of God. So here, here's my point. Here's the Bible, Dan. Now, the Bible's full of questions, and the Bible's full of answers, okay? So if you look at Acts chapter 2, right now. Okay, let me uh, get to it. Acts. Peter had, I'm there. Peter had just uh, preached a whole message about Jesus after the people were like, um, as a matter of fact, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, have, have you ever read that yourself? Um, where, where it says they were all... I'm doing it now. <laughs> and okay. and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, now what happened there, all those people were in Jerusalem because it was that um, celebration of Pentecost, right? Right. So they were, they were wondering, what's going on here? You know, we're from all over the world. These people are Galileans. And we hear them speak. Look at verse 11, as a matter of fact. Okay, let me uh, read that. Cretes and Arabians, let me see. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Okay, now look at what uh, verse 12 says. 12 says, and they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? In other words, there's a question there, Dan. What does this mean? Right. Okay. Jump, jump down to uh, verse 16. That's where the real answer is. 16 says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet. Stop, stop right there. Stop right there. What meaneth this? This is that. This is what? Now keep reading. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters. Hey, Dan. Yeah. The question was, what meaneth this? This is that. God said, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. On the day of Pentecost, that's what he did. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Now, the crowd was gathering, man. I mean, this, this is incredible, right? So Peter stood up and he preached a whole message about Jesus Christ. So go to verse 37. 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were prickled in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Okay, stop right there, Dan. There's another question, right? Right. What, what shall we do? The answer is verse 38. And verse 38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, 
and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, now Dan, can somebody receive the Holy Ghost today? Read verse 39. Verse 39 in Acts chapter 2 says, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Okay, I was afar off in 1994, Dan, and, and the promise was for me and the promise is still for you today. So here's something else that's interesting. Um, read verse 41. Okay. Verse 41 says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Okay, Dan, the key word in that verse is they were added. They were added. Okay. Um, Here's my other point, though. They that gladly received his word. Instead of, and I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the listeners. Instead of getting offended, gladly receive the word, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's what I was talking to Jason about. I had to believe that, okay, mm -hmm. by faith. But when I received it, then I knew it. I mean, it's incredible. Now, with that word, though, they were added. I want to show you something in the last verse, Dan, in chapter 2, if you read that. Okay. Acts chapter 2, verse 47 says, Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So guess what those people were added to, Dan? The church. The book of life. Exactly. Exactly, the church. Now, this is the second time the word church is in the Bible. Do you know when the first time is? No, I don't. Matthew 16, verse 19, he told Peter, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He said, I will build my church, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's the first time church was mentioned. And Jesus said, I will build it. And here on the day of Pentecost is the first day of the church and Jesus is building it. And the church, the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. It never changed. Right. Scripturally, it never changed. Man has messed this whole thing up. It's still the same as it ever was. And that's what I was talking about being on Pentecostal apostolic. It's, it's the same as the original church. Right. It, I, I love it. I love it because there's so many denominations, blah, 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 out there that will make your head spin. But I'm so happy to know that there's actually a church in the Bible. And what shall I do? Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of my sins, and receive the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and I was added to the church in November of 1994. So actually, that, that's awesome. So that's actually one baptism. There, there aren't actually two. It's just two steps to the baptism, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, because that clears every... things up for me a little better. Oh, you know. <laughs> that cleared me up. I was holding my breath there. It's like, wow. <laughs> so, because, because here you go. Here you go, Dan. It's water and spirit. It's water and spirit. Right, and that happens at the okay. same time. 
Well, not to everybody. I, I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in water, and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit two weeks later. Okay. All right. But the two, the two together are salvation. Okay. But do you, you don't feel that one alone would be salvation? I mean, as far as the water baptism? Or is, well, there's no, there's, no re, there's no reason why you wouldn't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's okay. promised. As a matter of fact, that's what the word that Jesus used was. The promise is for you. Jesus Christ is promising you that if you will truly repent, okay? Okay. And be baptized in his name for the remission of sins, that you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will. It is promised. And every single person I know that was baptized in Jesus' name and truly repented, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. And you will too. If you believe, you will receive. Now, here's the thing about that, though. In Corinthians, there's a scripture that says, godly sorrow leads to repentance, but the sorrow of the world leads to death. In other words, God knows whether you're, you're serious or not. Because if, if I'm really sorry for my sins, that word repentance means to change your mind in your direction. You so, know what I mean? So basically, let's say, let's say there's, so let's if say there's a guy that every day he slaps up his wife, and every day he he says he's sorry for it. Is he really sorry? Probably not. No, he's not really sorry. <laughs> he's not. No. So, repentance is a real thing, is what I'm saying. Repentance isn't just. I'm driving down the road, some guy tells me I can say what what they call the sinner's prayer, pull over, and I can keep going, you know, to that party and do whatever I was going to do on my way there. That's that's not really right. what God means that's, by repentance. Yeah, so so basically when it comes down to, to, to try and use it as fire insurance, it's not going to work. Try to use this being saved and everything. As far as, you know, not well, being genuine. Fire insurance means you're not going to go to hell is what I'm talking about. A little fire insurance. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, if you're not, if you're not genuine, yeah. you're definitely not pulling something. You're not pulling anything over God's eyes. Right. I mean, right. Some, people can, some people can fake out their pastor, you know, or even the congregation, Dan, like you talked. Right. A pastor, a pastor could be a fake. You know, you know, I mean, but God knows, and... That's why the Bible says, "Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling." You know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to be working out other people's salvation. <laughs> Correct. You know what I'm saying? You can help them, but you can't actually do it for them. Absolutely, you hit it right on the head. And, and you know what? That's what Jesus wants us to do: is help them. So let's let's help Jason here. No, well, let me tell you: next time you guys are going to be reading Ephesians, you have to let me know ahead of time because. As Elder Bob said, that the Ephesians is for the saved, so I'll step out for a few minutes while you guys are reading Ephesians. Wow. <laughs> well, no, this is actually super helpful. The church, the churches were started in the book of Acts. So if you want to know how to get added to the church, you read the book of Acts. Right. All of these epistles were written to those churches that were started in the book of Acts. Now that's super helpful. I mean, it totally makes you understand things way better, right? So for me, for example, if those letters are written to the people who are already saved, it puts a lot more things into perspective 
And one of those things is that if I turn away from God, because the Bible says repentance is not to be repented of. In other words, I don't change direction and go toward God and then and then change direction again and go back to what I used to be. And and that's written to those people. Because there is a um, doctrine or teaching out there. Well, first of all, repentance alone doesn't get you there anyway. But there's a doctrine or a teaching out there that if, if you said the sinner's prayer, there's nothing that you can't do. You know, you automatically get to go to heaven and stuff like right. that. Well, not according to the scripture. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that to teach somebody right now that the the Bible says that you cannot turn back right. to your old ways. Well, I can honestly say that... To, I can honestly say that the Baptists will never agree with you, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, you brought up a good good point, Elder Bob. Um, how can somebody get a hold of you if they w- would like a uh, maybe a Bible study with you or some somebody in your congregation? How can they get a hold of um, Meadowbrook Church in Howard, Wisconsin, and maybe be able to talk to you? Um, right now, the we're rebuilding our website. Okay, but. They could call this number, and I'd be more than happy to teach anybody a Bible study. Why don't you tell them um, the number? The number for Meadowbrook is 920-434-1800. Okay. And, and if they called it, they could just reference this radio show. Okay. And, um, I mean, I'd be more than excited to to share this with people. Now, I want to say something again. Um, I started in the beginning, and I, and I said, all we, all we can do is stick to the Scripture. Jason said that the Baptists would never agree with me, right? Right. Okay, the problem is that what I said was the Scriptures say that you can't turn back and then expect to still be saved. So my point is, it's not that they're disagreeing with me; it's that they they would be disagreeing with the scripture. Well, what, what, what I was saying was, well, what, what I was saying was, uh, when, you, when you were talking about the sinner's prayer, you say you just can't say the sinner's prayer, and you're automatically saved. You got to be baptized and all this other stuff. But according to the Baptist, uh, like I said, I used to be Southern Baptist. Um, they give you the sinner's prayer. And once you accept it, and you're you're saved. That's it. You're you're done. You're going to heaven, and that's it. <laughs> you know you don't need to be baptized. Right, you right. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not interested in in, in that. I'm interested in the scripture. Right. Right. Safe. Right. But that's what I meant by uh, the Baptists would never agree with you. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, I oh yeah, I got you there. I okay. Got you there. Now, now one time I, I've taught a few Bible studies over the years. Mm-hmm. And again, Bible studies, not Bible studies. Okay, <laughs> not the word of Bob, the word of God. Right. Because because that's all that matters. And I won't receive anything that's not the word of God. So and again, I'm not saying this to snuff out someone else's light. I, I'm I'm here to bring light, let's put our lights together and let, let's illuminate this thing, okay? Right. I was teaching a Bible study to a few people. And one of the guys said, well, my uncle, he knows all about this stuff. And he said that if you say the sinner's prayer, you're saved. 
Well, because I know what the scripture says, I wasn't afraid. I said, could you do me a favor? Could you call your uncle up? So he called his uncle. And I said, ask your uncle if it's okay if you put us on speaker. He said, sure, his uncle's a great guy. I'm not saying people are bad people. So his uncle's a great guy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I told him to ask his uncle, where is that sinner's prayer in the Bible? So he asked him. Right. And his his uncle said, in the Bible, in the Bible, he said, you know, I've never thought of that before. I've been praying with people for 20 years. I've been praying that prayer, and I never thought of it before. He said, I wonder, is that in Psalms? In other words, he took by faith what another person had told him, where this guy was sincere in his heart. He could have just, if they would have told him what, what Dan just read, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. It says every one of you, by the way. It's not like this denomination or that denomination. <clears throat> and he would have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. This guy was sincere. He would have done that. But somebody told him something different for some reason. And I'm not sure what that is. But like I said, there is no substitute. The scripture is the only, is the only thing to believe and to receive. Now, like Jason said, human beings share that with you. The Bible says if there wasn't a preacher, how are they going to hear the word in the first place? Right. Eh, correct there. Um, Elder Bob, we're going to be wrapping this up really soon. Um, did, do you have a uh, maybe a, uh, um, a uh, ministry that you would uh, like people to maybe uh, donate to, I call them tithing, um, that you would like to talk about real quick? Well, if people did want to um, to give, like, like I say, we are reworking our, our website, um, but right. they could call that same number. Right, we got your number. We'll put it in. 920. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. 920-434-1800. And right now, um, it was mentioned last time that there are some, what are called daughter works. I mean, God calls them the church at Algoma, the church at Cribbits. You know what I mean? Scripturally. Um, uh-huh. But right now, right now we're trying to help out two of those uh, daughter works. The one in Sturgeon Bay called Doorway and also the one in De Pere called Lighthouse. You know, to, to get give them more support so they can become stronger and accomplish more, you know, with what they're trying to do. And what that is, is getting this word out. So people have the opportunity to ask that same question, what shall we do, and to get the same answer as it's always been. And it always will be, by the way. This word is not going to change. Right. Now, uh, now, do you think that uh, another apostolic, apostolic Pentecostal church might disagree with you in some of these things? Because like I said, if you want to know what's wrong with the first Baptist church, just talk to the second Baptist church, and they'll tell you what's wrong. <laughs> so it seems like every church... Well, by the way... Yes. Um, to answer the first question, though, no, because it's the original answer, and that's what we're all sticking to as far as that goes. Now, you can get 
you know, is Jesus coming before this or before that or after? You might get it some variation in that. I could care less. Just be ready when he comes. Right. 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 Um, but as far as far as the plan of salvation, which is the most important thing, no, you won't get all that variation. And even though um, you reminded me, the the unreluctant, that joke that he told mm-hmm. uh, last <laughs> last <Yes>. time. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was that was his exact point, Jason, and I got that. Uh-huh. I I knew what he was I knew what he was trying to say. So forget about the first, you know, blah blah blah, division of blah blah blah. Right. Go right to Acts chapter two, the day of the original church. Do what it says and be part of that one. And and I'm telling you what, you won't have anything to worry about. I think what I'm trying to say, uh, Elder Bob, is. Everybody has their own interpretation. I could look at the Bible and interpret it differently than you or anybody else. You know what I mean? So, well, one thing one thing I'll share with you is I did read the Bible before I received the Holy Spirit, right? And and I read it after, and the Holy Spirit makes a big difference when you read in the Bible. However, I like what you said because in the book of Revelation, yeah. Okay. Each time I read it, each time I read it, I get a little more out of it. But I would never sit there and tell you that this is exactly what this means. Okay. Having said that, but by 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 that I'm talking about this beast and that beast and this thing that sounded like a thousand horses running. Correct. Right? Yes. Well, that's that sounds like a Black Hawk helicopter to me, but I'm not going to make that my doctrine. Exactly. You know yep. I've heard that before too. Though. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, Jason. Though. Yeah. But to that point, to that point, the answer that Dan just read. Okay. In mm-hmm. in Acts chapter two, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? If you read verse 38, you couldn't interpret that any way than, than Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It says what it says is my point. Right. Now, Jesus Christ, also said, Jesus Christ said in Mark, He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Now, for some reason... People try to twist that. How can you twist that? You know I, what I mean? You, they're just deceiving themselves. So the idea is, is not to deceive yourselves. The idea is to, to follow Jesus Christ. Exactly. So basically you're, saying, you're basically you're saying that the Bible means pretty much what it says. It's pretty cut and dry. It is. And you can make, I'm talking about, the things that matter for salvation uh-huh. is cut and dry without adding to it and without taking away from it. Okay. Right. Because there's people, there's people out there doing both. I'll never do that. Why, why would I want to deceive my own self anyway? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the unreluctant says to you, uh, Elder Bob, he's glad someone got his joke. And he says, obviously, obviously, these two thickos didn't get it, which is me and Jason, meaning thick heads. Um, and also, uh, yeah. 
to the unreluctant. That is my squeaky chair that you can hear in the background. He says I weigh 50 stone, whatever that means. <laughs> well, um, Elder Bob, we're going to uh, close. Hey, anyway. <coughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Ro- I, I understand. It's for today. I, I see people repenting and being baptized in Jesus Christ's name and receiving the Holy Spirit all the time. And it's going to keep going until Jesus comes. So, right. God bless you guys. Yes. Uh, before you leave, though, Elder Bob, um, uh, w- once again, we want to let everyone know that we are off next Sunday for Mother's Day. We'll be back on the air May 20th. I you were having me on again next Sunday. Not next Sunday. Uh, <laughs> you know, May, May, tw- May 20th. I'm kidding. May- I'm kidding. Actually, you know, there would be one thing that we'd really I'd like to get into. Maybe we can have a sh- another show with you next season. But I just wanted to ask this before you before you go on. It'd be fast. Okay. Um, the life of Jesus, okay? Because I know that the Bible talks about Jesus up to age 12. I believe it's age 12. And then they start to lie his life over again at age 30. So what happened between 12 and 30? What did he do? Where was he? The Bible never speaks of that. And that's something I think I'd like to get into, into you with uh, so next time when you come back on again. Well, the next time he comes back. Well, that's uh, interesting. Jason, it's interesting, but I, I will say that if it's not in the Bible, I'm not going to try to make something out of it like I just said. And, and like you said, if it didn't speak about him from age 12 to 30, I'm not going to make something up. Um, well, I do know that at age, at age 12, he was about the father's business, and the father's business was asking them questions and answering their questions. So I'll be well, glad to do that next time. Okay. Um, anyways, I'm going to finish up May 20th. Pastor Sue Schneider is going to be on the show, Trinity Lutheran Church in Madison, Wisconsin. But our final show of this season is June 10th, and Elder Bob Corshane is going to be with us again um, with some other uh, pastors, um, and it's going to be the power of prayer. So uh, please don't forget to uh, uh, subscribe to our channel. Uh, you can get a hold of us also by email. Uh, just type in it's two guys in a mic at gmail.com. Um, it's the number two, so it's it's two guys and a mic at gmail.com. Once again, we're not going to be on here next Sunday. Before you leave, Elder Bob, for all our listeners and those who might uh, uh, be listening to this show once uh, we have it online, um, why don't you say a quick prayer for those out there? Okay, well, I want to ask you, what did you say before two guys and a mic? Online. Did you say it's two guys in a mic? Correct. It's two guys in a mic. Yes, ITS. And uh, before we can have you back on, Elder Bob, you got to subscribe. You promised me. <laughs> yeah, I'll get right to it. All right. Okay. Um, all right. I'll be more than happy to say a prayer for all these beautiful people listening in today. And, and the two thickos including, on the other side. Including, including the thickheads. <laughs> God. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> hey, you can be thick-headed, just don't be stiff-necked, okay? There you go. There you go. Jesus, I thank you, God, for this opportunity to speak these things, Lord Jesus, straight from your word, that people might hear them, God, and believe them, and then receive it 
in the name of Jesus Christ. We're so blessed to be in this country right now to be able to do this over the air throughout the world and even in um, the United Kingdom where the unreluctant is that. I hope people in every nation can hear this broadcast. Jesus, if not now, some other time. And I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful that Dan and Jason have this radio station. I pray you bless them and then continue that they can stay on the air to spread these words, God, and the truth of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I say it. And everybody said amen out there. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Elder Bob. We're glad to have you back on the show. We're going to have you once again June 10th. Don't forget, all listeners, um, May 20th, we'll have a a Lutheran pastor on. And then June 10th, uh, Elder Bob Corshane will be back with us with some other past guests for the power of prayer. And that's going to be our last show. Have you you ever met uh, Kent Hoven, Elder Bob? Who? Kent Hovind? Dr. Kent Hovind. Uh, Dr. Kent Hovind? Is he the one that the Creation uh, Museum? Right. 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 Creation Science. Creation Science. He does the uh, Dinosaur Adventureland down in Alabama. No, I never, I never got to meet him, but well, I've read about him. Okay. Well, him. hopefully he's going to be on the Power of Prayer show, so you can talk with him then. And your first cousin, and your first cousin will be on the show. Uh, Pastor Tom Corshane from Sweetwater, Tennessee, will be on the show. Excellent. So uh, it's great talking to you again. I'll give him a shout-out right now. Go ahead. He's listening. All right. Uh, hello, shout Pastor out. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, Tom. Yes, indeed, and his whole family. Uh, Elder Bob, God bless you and your family. We will talk with you again real soon, okay? All right. God bless. Thanks. All right. Bye now. So for two guys and a mic, I'm Jason. And I'm Dan. Thank you for listening. Remember, the easiest people to fool are ourselves. So just start researching and do your homework and believe. You will get the answers. Yes, you will. All right. We'll see you later. All right. Bye now.